Welcome everyone to the NCAA Social Series. I'm your guest host, Naya Blair-Hackworth, Director of Inclusion at the NCAA National Office. On this episode of the Social Series, we will acknowledge, discuss, and celebrate Juneteenth. I'm pleased to be joined by two phenomenal athletes, Jalen Antoine from the University of Puget Sound and Talia Brooks from the University of Arkansas. So let's get started with what we're here to talk about, Juneteenth. For our audience who may not be familiar with Juneteenth, Juneteenth, which is short for June 19th, marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people be freed. The troops arrival came two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. This news prompted the freedom of 250,000 Black people enslaved in Texas. The newly freed Black people celebrated their freedom on June 19th, 1865. And Juneteenth is now a holiday commemorating the effective end of slavery in the United States. Jalen and Talia, tell me what recognizing the day means to both of you. Yeah, I think recognizing Juneteenth is also recognizing uh, where freedom, I would say, sort of started for African-Americans in the United States. Uh, earlier, I said it was a day of celebration, but then I took that back and I say it's a day of recognition, not only of when the freedom of African-Americans or the fight for freedom for African-Americans began, but how far we have come uh, since then. Uh, Juneteenth, you know, may have been the start, but there's been so much other trials and tribulations that African Americans had to go through in this country and are still going through. Uh, and Juneteenth is a recognition of when we were able to first start. So Talia, tell us what recognizing the day means to you. Um, I think Juneteenth, it's a day of celebration, but also reflection. Um, Going to school in Arkansas, it's the South, but you know, just universities in general, you get people of all different types of backgrounds. So I was always surprised when it came time for Juneteenth to roll around and some of my friends had no idea what Juneteenth was. And I always be like, where are you from? Like, where did you grow up? So I think just um, really encouraging people and getting the word out there because while Juneteenth, like I said, is normal for me, there's people that have never heard of Juneteenth. So just educating people and reflecting on, like Jalen said, what Black people have gone through in the past, but still what we're going through today and use it as a celebration, a, another step to continue to fight for equality um, and fight just for everyone to be treated, treated better. Talia, you're an NCAA champion, now training for the Olympics, and you have a master's degree in communication focusing on Black power and athlete activism and education. So what inspires you? You know, I think just my family um, and wanting to make a difference, you know, in the world. I think growing up, I come from a biracial household. So my mom is white, my dad is black and my dad raised us to be strong black women. And he praised us, you know, for, he'd always tell us you're beautiful, you're smart. Don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you can't be whatever it is you want to be. So I would say that my family, you know, is my inspiration and in everything I do. I just, I want to make them proud um, and just, you know, continue to 
make them proud, help everyone around me and just be a positive light in this world. I'm sure you're making them proud. Juneteenth is also a reminder of the delayed change in action that still plagues society around race. And this year has proven many opportunities for, has provided many opportunities for reflection, activism and change. So Jalen, you were very involved in organizing Tacoma's largest Black Lives Matter protest. What did you take away from that experience? First, being a part of the Black Student Union, um, you know, we, we all worked uh, together to organize something that we felt was important. Um, and what I took away from that was when you are with the right people and you have a good message and you work hard to spread that message, people will come and show support for you and what you're fighting for. Uh, and I'm glad I got to do it in my hometown because we had our own incident of police violence on uh, an innocent black man, uh, Manuel Ellis, who really, Gal this this incident galvanized the the city of Tacoma and with George Floyd's death being on the news we felt that Tacoma's voice needed to be heard and at that moment we felt like okay as a black student union what can we do to bring people together you know in a in a peaceful manner but also in a way that makes our voices heard and you know it was, it was truly an honor to work with the Black Student Union and to have so much support shown out for us. So Leah, let's hear from you now. Well, last year I put on an event myself and a guy on the track team named Marcus Ballinger. We put on an event called Fayetteville and Living Color. Um, and it was during quarantine, but it was right after all the protests were happening and we just wanted to have a community building type of event. And we had this huge mural painted, we had voter registration, we had different speakers. So I think getting out and pouring back in, into your community is one of the main things. Um, and then just, I've mentioned this before, just not being afraid. Like I had not planned anything before in my entire life. And we planned that thing in 10 days. So just pouring into the community that, you know, pours into you and continuing to raise that awareness. So like right now, for example, I'm away from home, but I'm constantly like retweeting or posting something on my Instagram that I think can educate people around me or things that I agree with and letting people know that, you know, this is what I, this is what I believe in. If we don't necessarily have to agree, but I want you to know where I stand. And hopefully, you know, if you believe something else, then we can have that conversation. And I'm not afraid to have those conversations. I think sometimes a lot of people are afraid of conflict and I, I can be a very um, outgoing, outspoken type of person, but I don't, I don't think conflict has to be bad. Like we can disagree um, and we can talk things out and see where each other is coming from. And I think that's all we can do as people is just allow everyone to be heard, listen, um, not be afraid to educate yourself, admit when you're wrong. I've been wrong sometimes and I've had to, you know, make those right, but just continuing, you know, pour into your community. 
So while Juneteenth is a day we all should recognize and celebrate the achievements of African Americans, we know there's also much work to do to assess and raise awareness about racial inequalities all year round. So what are some ways that you continue to keep driving awareness? Uh, yeah, so uh, I would say one thing that I'm doing is uh, diversifying my spaces. So um, learning about different issues and complex social issues, uh, not only amongst the Black community, but other communities as well. Uh, all that intersects with what Black people are going through in this country. So, so diversifying uh, what groups and what spaces I enter into, uh, such as the Jewish Student Union, the Gay Straight Alliance, um, other groups on campus uh, who may be marginalized, uh, you know, asking what issues are you guys facing and you know what should i know about this and um you know what are some things that i should take back to my group of people uh that i surround myself with so we can have these sort of conversations and then uh second i would say is continuing to educate myself um you know i'm a i'm an african-american studies major i'm an economics major both intersect uh frequently in a lot of spaces um, so, you know, continuing to learn and educate myself and um, other, trying to think of the words, but continuing to educate myself within the realm of uh, Black issues and Black struggles and how we can con continue to communicate these issues better, how we can connect with people and uh, sort of doing, I would say, public scholarship. What are we teaching people? What are we telling people? How can I explain this issue correctly? How can we come to you know agreements on how we can deal with these issues? Um, and continue to learn from people who have studied this stuff for years. Uh, you know, continually digging in books and podcasts and uh, speeches from uh, leaders and uh, intelligent thinkers who who study this stuff. So. I would, I would say continuing learning is the basic answer. Yeah, that's great. I think we all have an opportunity and should continue to learn. Um, at the NCAA Office of Inclusion, we have a lot of resources for the NCAA membership that really looks at um, racial injustice, such as um, we have a web page where we have a resource that talks about how to address racial injustice, things that you can do within your teams and within your athletic community in general. Um, we've just had our inclusion forum where we had different sessions on this topics and keynote speakers and we'll have individuals will be able to access that information this summer on the inclusion forums webpage. And we have done two sessions now with um, Rise on Brave Conversations because to raise awareness about racial inequalities, as you mentioned, you have to be comfortable having conversations about race and what does that look like. And so those are some great resources, along with we have a new web page that highlights student athlete activism and resources on how student athlete voice um, strategies for student athletes to utilize their voice and then um, resources for coaches and administrators of how to support and, and facilitate conversations and efforts where student athletes are utilizing their voice such as you um, have in your efforts on your campus. 
And so I would really encourage our listeners to go to the NCA Office of Inclusion webpage to be able to access these resources. Talia, what are your thoughts? You know, I think student athletes, like you said, they have a special platform, a unique platform. Um, all different types of people watch sports. So I think for athletes, it's not being afraid um, to speak their truth and stand up for things that they believe in, but also, you know, setting, setting an example for the younger student athletes. So you never know if the person next to you or the person, you know, on your team, they may want to speak out about something and they just might be afraid. So, you know, encouraging that kind of camaraderie um, between your team and just at your school. And I think really just uplifting people and praising them for speaking out just for things, things that they believe in and things that are important to them and letting them know that they're being heard. That's great. My next question for both of you is across the United States, people from all backgrounds observe Juneteenth by learning more about the history of the holiday, participating in family gatherings, attending community Juneteenth programs or parades and supporting black owned businesses. So how do you plan on celebrating Juneteenth this year? And Talia, we'll start with you because we know yours may look a little bit different than in the past. Yes, so I'm from Texas and Juneteenth has always been a huge celebration for us back at home. We would normally have like some type of family gathering or we'd go to the park and there'd be barbecues and celebrations and t-shirts. Um, but being in, I'm in Oregon for the Olympic trials and I will actually start competing on Juneteenth. So I'll be running the 100 hurdles in the Olympic trials, so I won't be celebrating much, but on my uniform, I have a patch that I've been wearing all year. It says Black Lives Matter, and that's just, you know, my my way of showing my support and showing what I believe in, and I'll be wearing that, that patch strong on Juneteenth while I'm running. Well, we're all rooting for you. We know that our ancestors are rooting for you as well. Um, Jalen, how are you going to be celebrating this year? Uh, I guess I got to switch up my plans. So now I got to turn on the Olympic trials and uh, support uh, Talia. Uh, but since I'm from the Pacific Northwest, uh, my family is originally from the South, but uh, there's not a lot of Juneteenth celebration uh, in the region that I am. So uh, I guess uh, there is uh, there is a few community events going on and uh I have invited some friends of mine, uh, black and non-black friends to uh, attend these events with me where there will be black owned businesses and uh, there will be community gatherings and uh, Juneteenth uh, parades and celebrations, uh, you know, sort of introducing them to uh, the culture, I guess you could say. Um, but also uh, having conversations on why Juneteenth uh, should be celebrated. Um, I think they, like Talia said earlier, you, you know, you have to be able to not be afraid and have tough conversations. Uh, and while Juneteenth may seem like a day of celebration, uh, it's a day of reflection and recognition, uh, most importantly. So being able to reflect and recognize uh, what Black people have had to go through, uh, that's what this holiday is about. So I'm outside of watching Talia as well, I'll be in Savannah, Georgia this weekend, and I plan on celebrating by visiting the Savannah African Art Museum, where they will host a Juneteenth community celebration that will take place. 
This has been a great conversation and we really appreciate you all for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Thanks for watching the NCAA Social Series. For this episode and the archive of other shows, please visit NCAA.org slash social series. I'll leave you with the words of human rights activist Desmond Tutu. My humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. Take care and until next time. <laughs>